If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Well, hi there, and welcome to one of my first solo episodes of the Fitness Mama podcast. So you have just me today. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Kath Bequee from Fitness Mama, which is an online community of pregnant and postnatal mamas, helping women exercise safely during pregnancy and recover strongly after childbirth, helping them get back to doing what they love with confidence and a bubba by their side. So growing and birthing a bub can be beautiful and sometimes overwhelming. Your body is changing, there may be new aches and pains, perhaps you're googling everything from strange symptoms to pregnancy safe exercise. You want to exercise for pregnancy in the best and safest way possible. So this is what today's episode is all about, exercising during pregnancy. After having grown and birthed three babies, I totally understand the challenges that can sometimes be faced with exercising during pregnancy. The tiredness, morning sickness, back and pelvic pain, wrist pain, and the list might go on. There are so many reasons why it can definitely be more challenging to exercise during pregnancy. So as a mum of three, a physiotherapist for women and founder of Fitness Mama, I do just love helping to empower women to help them have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth journey. So today, I want to share my five top tips or five considerations for exercising during pregnancy that every pregnant mama needs to hear. So whether or not you've been finding it challenging to exercise during pregnancy, or whether or not you are a regular exerciser during pregnancy, hopefully these tips will be really useful for you. So before we do jump into this episode, I want to let you know all about the Fitness Mama free online class. In my 45-minute jam-packed class, you'll learn about my five-step framework for a healthy pregnancy, confident childbirth, and strong postnatal recovery, helping to reduce the overwhelm and feel confident, and get back to doing what you love sooner. Plus, you'll learn the four biggest mistakes a lot of pregnant and new mamas make when it does come to regaining their strength, and how to avoid these mistakes. We also discuss why the old saying, your body will not to do, is terrible advice. And we dive into the simple strategies to focus on instead to help you recover from birth sooner. So to sign up for this free online class, head to www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. And the link is in the show notes. Right, let's get into today's session. So what are my top five tips for exercising during pregnancy? Let's dive into it. This session is going to be a bit of an overview, so I won't be going into a heap of detail about each aspect, but please do feel free to contact me or DM me on Instagram at fitnessmama if you have any questions at all. Okay, so the first tip for exercising during pregnancy 
Well, being a pelvic floor physio, I would have to say, let's get started with the pelvic floor. According to the Continents Foundation of Australia, one in three women who have ever had a baby wet themselves. And one in two women who have ever had a baby have some degree of prolapse. So I know these are pretty sobering facts, and I don't say them to scare you, but I say them to empower you with knowledge, because the exciting thing is, is that we know pelvic floor muscle training, so pelvic floor exercises, we know that that can help to reduce your chance of developing these issues. And if you already have issues with incontinence or prolapse, pelvic floor exercises can help to reduce your symptoms So in simple terms, pelvic floor exercises can help you to feel better or help to reduce the chance of these things happening. So I do know pelvic floor muscles and pelvic floor exercises need to be an episode all for itself. And trust me, in future episodes, we will dive into these important muscles more. But in a nutshell, let's discuss the basics. Firstly, it's super important to learn not only how to lift your pelvic floor muscles, but also how to relax your pelvic floor muscles. And once you do know how to lift and relax, then it's time to strengthen them. So I would recommend in the ideal world for every pregnant woman to have a pelvic floor assessment at some stage. But I know that for some people that is easier said than done. And the thing is, a lot of women, when they do pelvic floor Sometimes they don't know if they're doing them correctly. And the other thing is some women might have weak pelvic floor. Some women might have overactive pelvic floor and some might have a combination. So it is very individual. I'm really discussing generally here. And my top tips are, first of all, let's start with relaxing your pelvic floor muscles. Let's get comfortable with knowing how to release those pelvic floor muscles because this is exactly what you want when you're in labor, in childbirth. You need to have as much as possible relaxed pelvic floor that's not holding heaps of muscle tension. So if you're standing, if it's possible, let's get into a comfortable position. So let's get into sitting if you can. So rather than just listening to me, let's all do it together. So try sitting with your elbows on your knees or in any comfortable position for you. And let your tummy hang out. Let it drop and flop. And I want you to see if you can feel your pelvic floor muscles release and relax at the same time. So when you let your tummy hang out, do you also notice your pelvic floor muscles drop and flop? Because often if we're holding tension in our tummy muscles, you might be inadvertently holding tension in your pelvic floor muscles too. So next, try taking a few deep belly breaths. See if this can help with relaxation. So it's in those deep breaths where you feel your ribs gently expand as you breathe in and then gently release release as you breathe out. And you might notice, if you've done any childbirth education classes or hypnobirthing, you might notice there's a big component with breathing and that's one reason when you take nice deep belly breaths you do release the tension in your muscles muscles all over the body and also in your pelvic floor the other thing is never feel like you're straining or pushing down it should always feel more like a release in the pelvic floor right so once you're happy everything's nice and relaxed 
then it's great to try a gentle pelvic floor lift, focusing on quality and not quantity. So I'll explain that. But first, some cues for a pelvic floor lift. Let's pretend like you're stopping yourself from passing wind. So that's around the back passage. Or you might want to imagine you're sucking up a pee through your vagina. So that's your middle passage. Or you might imagine you're stopping the flow of urine. So that's the front passage. Some other cues. Now this is a bit gross, but imagine you're sucking up a thick shake with a straw. So it is a bit of a gross thought. (laughs) I do apologize. It's all the drawing up and in action. You're never straining, you're never holding your breath, and never pushing downwards. And do remember, we always want to avoid squeezing the external muscles. So no squeezing your butt muscles, no holding your breath. Try to keep your face relaxed, so no eyebrows popping up. It should be your own little secret. Right, so once you're confident that you're relaxing your pelvic floor muscles and that you're lifting your pelvic floor muscles, then it comes time to strengthen them. So here we want to include all the different aspects of strengthening so power lifts endurance quick lifts and I'm not going to dive into that in great detail but if you do want me to do a whole episode on pelvic floor exercises please dm me and let me know on instagram at fitness mama right so let's move on oh and the other thing I didn't even mention was functional so we want to learn how to use your pelvic floor muscles when you're doing everyday activities so whether or not That's lifting your groceries or lifting your toddler or before you cough and sneeze and those sorts of things too. I could talk all day, so we will move on. Right, number two. The number two top tip for exercising during pregnancy is to avoid heavy lifting. We know that weight training and resistance training is super important for women for so many different reasons. However, super heavy weight training during pregnancy and especially towards the later stages may not be in your best interest. So bear with me. As a general rule of thumb, I recommend pregnant women don't lift weights that require her to hold her breath, grunt or bear downwards through the pelvic floor. So this will mean different things for different people. If you are used to lifting weights and doing strength training, this will look very different to if you've never looked at a pair of weights in your life. The reason I tend to recommend avoiding heavy weights that cause you to hold your breath and push downwards through the pelvic floor is to help protect those pelvic floor muscles and abdominal muscles that are already under extra load from the baby. So a big question I do often get asked when it comes to lifting is, what do I do about my toddler? This episode is proudly brought to you by Solidea, providing all of your pregnancy and recovery support needs. Solidea's maternity range supports your changing body throughout your pregnancy and the postpartum period. The proven compression and patented fabric helps to reduce back and pelvic joint pain, swelling and varicose veins, and it's safe and effective following vaginal and caesarean section deliveries. Solidea improves recovery from episiotomies, tears, hematomas, and after caesarean births. Made in Italy, 
Solidea's maternity range ensures pregnant women and new mums will look good and feel great. Recommended by obstetricians and physiotherapists, Solidea is offering 20% off using the code FITNEST20. That's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-20. So if you're in the market for some new support wear for pregnancy or postpartum, definitely go and check them out with the code FITNESS20 for 20% off. So visit www.solidea, that's S-O-L-I-D-E-A.com.au and check them out for yourself. And the link is in the show notes. So this is, this is challenging. I'm the first to put up my hand and say it is really challenging when you're nine months pregnant and you've got pelvic pain or if there's some other reason, back pain or abdominal muscle separation. We all know that at times picking up a toddler is inevitable. So perhaps they're upset. Perhaps they're having a tantrum in the middle of a supermarket or you're tired or for a million, million other reasons, there might be a reason why you need to pick up your toddler. However, It is now during your pregnancy that it might be worthwhile trying to reduce how much or how regularly, so how often you're lifting up your toddler. So this is going to look different for everyone and, you know, every family situation. So it is different for everyone and there's no right or wrong here. But just imagine if instead of lifting up your toddler 100% of the time, imagine if you could lift them up 60 or 70% of the time. That might be enough to make a world of difference on how you're feeling or how your pelvic floor is or how your abdominal muscle separation is. So my general tips, uh, no lifting doesn't mean no cuddles. So instead, perhaps instead of lifting up your toddler to cuddle, maybe you get into the habit of sitting on the couch first and then cuddling. Or perhaps you could get some lightweight steps to use around the home so that your toddler can practice getting in the bath themselves um, with supervision of course in and out of the cot the bed this is when I have to give a shout out to my mother-in-law when I had pelvic pain during my second pregnancy and I had a 18 month old toddler at the time my mother-in-law bought me a set uh, some steps around the house that were really light I could move them from room to room and it was a lifesaver so thank you Helen if you're listening And so the last tip would be to brainstorm with your partner or other caregiver so that you don't have one person playing favorites. So if you could brainstorm this with your partner and come up with a plan of action so that you can perhaps both reduce how much lifting is required, it might just be a bit better perceived by your toddler. You can imagine if you're heavily pregnant and you've got a baby in your tummy and you say sorry honey mummy can't lift you for whatever reason it is but then your partner comes along and lifts them up as I said it's different for every family and every situation but it's just something to consider perhaps if both you and your partner are doing a similar it's doing doing as much the same as possible that might be better perceived by your toddler Anyway, I'll leave that with you to brainstorm what's best for you and your family. But trust me, as your pregnancy progresses, your body will thank you for it. The other consideration, it's great to get into these habits during pregnancy because once there's a newborn in the house, it it might be even harder to suddenly stop 
the habits of lifting up your toddler. So after childbirth, whether or not you've had a vaginal delivery or a cesarean delivery, I always recommend trying not to lift anything heavier than your newborn baby for the first six weeks after birth. So this helps to protect the pelvic floor muscles. It helps to let the abdominal muscles recover. There's so many different reasons why it is great to limit how much lifting you are doing in those early few weeks. So you can imagine if you get into the habit when you're pregnant, it might be less of a shock to the system for your toddler once there's also a little newborn in the house um, to add to it all. Anyway, let's move on to number three. So the third tip for exercising during pregnancy is to adapt high impact exercise. So I'll use running as an example today. Running during pregnancy is a little contentious. So some people say it's totally fine to run during pregnancy and then others say to stop it. Full stop, no questions asked. So I'll give you my take. So running has been deemed safe during pregnancy. However, at this stage, most research takes into account the cardiovascular effects on the body and providing your running at a safe intensity, it has been found to be safe for mum and bub. But unfortunately, very little research has investigated the effect of pelvic health while running. So I'll explain that a little bit. Running is deemed a high-impact exercise because it's known to be associated with what we call greater ground reaction forces. So put simply, if you think about your pelvic floor muscles as the trampoline, and then you think of a bunch of kids jumping on that trampoline, or perhaps imagine the bowling ball, so your baby and all the fluid and all that extra weight bouncing on top of your pelvic floor. This is potentially thought to cause two potential issues. So again, unfortunately, research isn't amazing. And I will certainly update this as new research comes to light. But perhaps there might be issues with pelvic floor weakness. Or it's thought perhaps there might be issues with pelvic floor overactivity. Or it could be both of them together, weakness and overactivity. Or it could be one or the other. So there has been a small study suggesting that runners are more likely to require a forceps delivery, an instrumental delivery. But granted, this wasn't an amazing quality study and it wasn't a large study. And I am the first to admit that research into this area is limited. So my recommendations are, if you've never been a runner in your life, <laughs> pregnancy isn't the time to take up running if you've never done it before. If you are a previous runner and you're happy not to run, then substitute it for a different exercise that's low impact. So walking, walking up hills, swimming, Pilates, there's a lot of different options. And then there's a group of women who do want to keep running. So for those women, I suggest running perhaps at a slower pace because if you run slower, chances are you're taking shorter steps so this is thought to reduce the load on the pelvic floor. Some other possible adaptations is you could avoid running downhill because running downhill is thought to create more forces through the pelvic floor compared to running on flat surfaces or uphill. And then the third possible adaptation would be to perhaps try running for a shorter duration or include breaks 
or rests or both of those. So if you are wanting to run during pregnancy, I would also advise you to chat to your doctor, make sure there's no contraindications and also go and see a pelvic floor physio for a specialized pelvic floor program. So for you, this might include strengthening components or it might include relaxation components or it might include both. Right, so hopefully that clears up my take on high-impact exercise during pregnancy. Okay, number four top tip is be careful what sort of core exercise you do. So it is fantastic to work the core muscles during pregnancy, but not all core exercises are equal. So during pregnancy, your abdominal muscles and the ligament, that's the linear alba that sits between those muscles, become stretched due to the growing size of your belly. So we do know that all women by the end of their pregnancy have some degree of diastasis. Diastasis is also known, you might have heard it as abdominal muscle separation, diastasis recti. There's a whole bunch of names to describe this. And again, this is a whole episode unto itself. But during pregnancy, we do want to avoid putting extra pressure or tension on this ligament. And we want to reduce or manage the amount of diastasis where possible. So caution is needed with sit-ups and planks as there may be the potential to put extra pressure through this area. So I'm not saying you'll have to avoid sit-ups and planks for the rest of your life or if you've got an abdominal muscle separation, you can't do them. But what I do recommend is if you do notice a large diastasis or you notice peaking happening or tenting or what I like to call the Toblerone effect, so that bulging that's happening down the midline of your abdominal muscles, I would definitely be reviewing your exercise program or getting some assistance to make sure you're completing the exercises correctly. And don't forget, if you do want to find out more about diastasis recti and pelvic floor muscles during pregnancy, check out my free pregnancy physio class at fitnessmama.com forward slash free. Right, the final consideration for exercising during pregnancy is it's a simple one and it's straightforward but it's really important to tick off. So as recommended by Ranscog, that's the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Yes, that's a mouthful. They do recommend assessing medical and obstetric risks before commencing an exercise program. So in simple terms, at your next appointment with your doctor, midwife or other healthcare professional, do be sure to ask, is it okay for me to exercise? Because then you can tick off this simple but important task off your list. So I will put in the show notes, I will put the link in the show notes for Ranscog, which has a great website and it has some really valuable information guides that you might be interested in checking out. So that's it, ladies. Five considerations for exercising during pregnancy. I hope you found that useful. And if so, please send me a DM on Instagram at fitnessmama and leave a review if you enjoyed it. So remember, if you do need more tips for exercising during pregnancy, come along to my free physio class where we talk all things pelvic floor and abdominal muscle separation during pregnancy and how to confidently recover after childbirth so that you can get back to doing the things you love. 
Have a fabulous day, everyone, and I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.